G'day guys, welcome back to the playbook where myself, TK and Brenton, we break down the winners, losers and black bookers from each game. We're brought to you by Game Day Squad, create, coach, compete in fantasy footy, be the coach and win, download the app and win plenty of cash prizes on the weekly. Play now, gamedaysquad.com.au. Also brought to you by James, Australia's first AI investing application for shares and EFTs. Learn more at jamesapp.com. But let's bring in my main man, Brenton, Mr. Second in the world. How are you, man? Yeah, good, mate. I thought we were going to get another golden point game in the in the last Sunday game to <laughs> delay us actually setting this show off. Yeah, we've been going for the last 10 minutes. So, yeah, every time we try to sit down, B, we just, like, get a golden point. So, we, we're yeah. old. We're old. We want to go to bed. I know. I was hoping for um, Tanner Boyd's field goal to go over secretly, um, but, you know, can't win them all. Speaking of that man, like, he went from about a score of threes, ended up on 50, Mate, I've cracked a thousand on the dot, so my rank has gone from four twenty to three thirty three. How'd you go? Uh four, nice. Um I'm on a nine fifty eight right now, um, before updates. Uh went from rank two to staying to rank two. <laughs> <laughs> so. Mate, we'll both... Oh, 9.65, sorry. Just got a bit of a bump. Obviously, Trades on Our Mind is just kind of the next part of the show, mate. And we were both absolutely blasting Tanner Boyd and thinking about all these alternatives. I think he's just kind of just got another yeah. week. He's bought himself yeah. some lo- lo- yeah, some week. Yeah, I had to delete him from my spreadsheet of my tra- rage trade. Um, the only one I'm thinking about potentially rage trading is Tohu. But um, a bit of a, a weirder game for him. Only played 50-odd minutes, so... Yeah. Maybe give him one more week until he heads into that buy. Well, we had the flu. That's what Jay Warrior told me in the chat. But, oh. mate, my before this show started, I did a little bit of prep just while I was eating a bit of dinner. I had Boyd, Tohu, and Nelson. I said under review. So, under review. <laughs> <laughs> and I had a watch list of Cam Murray, Cam Munster, David Fafita, and Reed Marnie under consideration. So I've got 211k in the bank. So doing not too badly there, mate. But I might even hold trades for the first time ever and maybe just park it into the Warriors buy. Yeah, well, I um, I went super risky this week. It was the only risky decision I think I've ever made this year, and I brought in Nathan Cleary, but could not reverse the trade. Mate, explain it and explain the emotions of seeing him scratched oh, at three pm. Absolutely terrible. It was. Um, I figured it was going to be a, a bit of a pod play because no one would bring him in on the first week. Yeah, and when he got left on the ninth as the nineteenth man, I thought, okay, surely that means he's going to play. So I traded out Nickel Clockstat, who played the game before him, um, and yeah, then lo and behold, he gets um, he gets dropped. So um, I then had to make a emergency trade just to get some form of score, um, which I actually got quite lucky. I traded out Tyrone Munro for Harrison Graham, yeah. who, who chucked up a forty-eight, which was fantastic. Mate, yeah, we'll we'll, t- we'll touch on him in the, the game. A little bit yeah, later, but yeah, I thought he was very, very was good. Really good. Somehow I just lost 12 points too, so I've ended up with a score of 988. I got way too excited. <laughs> Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. nine points. What the hell just happened? Anyway. Oh, I don't know. Anyway. A few injuries and play charges to go through. Play charges are pretty easy this round, not including the Sunday games. Victor Radley, a fine. Jared Weir, a Hargrave, same thing. And then Ruben Garrick, dangerous contact. He's a fine there as well. Injury is quite interesting. Teague Walton in an 
in a knee brace. They are saying potentially ACL, so we'll stay tuned for more news on that one. Sean Johnson, an ankle concern, but it was only precautionary. He looked like he was pretty happy at the end of that game. Toby Sexton, unfortunately, a head knock. Braden Burns, an abdomen injury. Josh Adokar, confirmed medium-grade hamstring. Looks like a round 24 return. Adam Reynolds, similar to SJ, precautionary on his wrist. And now confirmations from the Dragons. Jaden Sewer, he'll... He's having shoulder surgery. Jaden Sullivan, a high-grade hamstring. They've both been scratched for the season. Jack Bird played another 80 minutes on an edge in New South Wales Cup. Scored 53 fantasy points there. B, in a back-to-back, I, I can't believe they've actually risked, risked him considering Jaden Sewer's yeah. out. So Yeah, I don't know why they're risking it, especially in, in Cup. Like, you know, make sure he's right at training and... um. Yeah, bizarre. That's just dragons, though, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Let's go through the games now, mate. Kicking things off was Thursday night. The Knights, 34. Tigers, 18. Now, B, I actually thought that uh, the scoreline didn't, like, reflect how close this game was. And that man, a lot of people, pretty much everyone, except for the people that held Teddy, traded out Dream Buller this week, scored that beautiful number of 69. But <laughs> he's stopped the bleeding now, mate. So he could probably, he's pretty much a hold now. Yeah, I, I totally agree. At worst, he's going to be a great 18th man with no buys. Um, you're also looking at someone who did trade him um, to try and do that Cleary move. So as soon as he started, he went over that double, I was cursing my TV. Mm. But um, yeah, mate, look, it did get pretty close, didn't it? I I was messaging my best mate. He's a Knights fan. And I was like, mate, you're going to buy tickets to the grand final. You're going to put 100 on these guys. And then all of a sudden, this, the Knights just decided that they didn't like football anymore. Let, let the Tigers straight back in. Yeah, it looked like a training run early. But, mate, another thing that before uh, we need to chat about is a little bit about DPP because I think there's some important ones coming up this week, B, especially John Bateman, Nelson, and also Ruben Garrick. What, what do you reckon between those three guys? Uh, I reckon Nelson definitely. He's played so many games on the edge, and that seems to be where his spot is for the foreseeable future. Mm. Bateman, I think it's justified because he plays the actual hybrid role anyway and Garrick's Garrick's the tough one. I'd love for him to be DPP because I've got him mm. but I don't think they'll give it to him I was very confident a few weeks ago because he was getting named at center and they said he's going to be center for the rest of the year and then Turbo gets injured and then they come out and say he's going to be fullback for the rest of the year yeah if they didn't come out and say he'll be fullback for the rest of the year I reckon he probably would have got it but I think because of that statement that came out I think they will skip him on that yeah, very, very interesting. But I think by midweek, we'll know those ones. But just on that man, Johnny Bateman, amazing work rate. And just the, the amount of tackles that he gets through. And he's obviously got that nice little pass in him as well. For me, I brought him in this week. So I'm very happy, despite the fact that I had to trade out Buller to do it. I just do think that he will get that. Hopefully that, that, that will determine my trades this week, I think. Because if he does get the duel, it will give me a lot more luxuries with my mids. Yeah, I think a lot of people have still got the mids, uh, mainly because they were trying to fill up this week. So there's going to be people with the likes of Haas, DeBallon, Horsburgh on the bench, plus trying to field like your Hopgoods, your Tohus, your Madisons, um, all, all those kind of guys. So for me, if it was something like that, I'd be looking at trying to um, garner in an edge because uh, I feel like edges is actually a harder spot to fill right now than mids. Yeah. Now, Isaiah Papali'i here, mate. We both said give three dates, and that's the beauty of the three dates because you average out over those three games, especially a, a high-class gun like him. Massive hole for me. Yeah. I, I totally agree. And I know a lot of people in the in the, um, 
in the Facebook community out there were saying, oh, he got a 58, but it took him one big run and a try assist to get that. But mm. that's what he's capable of. Yeah, that's exactly. why you're bringing him in. He's a game breaker on the edge, can break tackles, runs a good line. And, you know, with Brooksy coming back, I think Brooksy will be fantastic for him as well. Mate, on the night side, now, obviously, Kalen Pollen, pretty much everyone's got him now who's in that kind of top, 5,000 or so, but the guy that like is really a beneficiary of Ponga, especially down that left channel, was Greg Marzu, mate, and he had another 70-odd performance there, and he's just scoring tries for fun this year, mate. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. I, um, I still find it super interesting that the Knights still wanted to get him and didn't really have a backup hooker once Braley went, yeah. uh, but Crossland's been doing a good job in there, and Marzu's just a tank, isn't he? I, I don't know how anyone can stop him if he's close to the line. Yeah, absolutely, mate. He's just... He just He's so built, right? It's that slow center of gravity, that strength through the legs. His thighs are enormous. Yeah. So it could he's, be a nice little pod play there, bud, because looking yeah, at his ownership, the, what is it? So, sorry, mate. Um, I was just going to say, he's got the base stats that you want from a winger as well. Mm. Try scorer, goes down the left side of Ponger all the time. He's got tackle breaks for days, and his run meters are just always so consistent and big. Yep. Um, like he put 231 run meters in this game. Yeah, his yeah, involvement was nine huge. Nine tackle breaks, tries, try saves, everything. He's um yeah, very big pod play. Don't know if you want to pick him up now, but um if you if you're risky, maybe. He had a thirty k, mate. So he's pretty much touching seven hundred k. So do you so want to have much. him? Yeah, it's it's way too much, eh? Nah, not not with some of these other fallen guns like your Tedesco's and even Dylan Edwards. Yeah, especially when, if- when Cleary comes back, especially. Yeah, I agree, mate. Looking across anything else fantasy relevant, what about Tyson Frizzell? A few people brought him in as an alternate pod to like a Fafita, so kind of an anti-Fafita play he made, and he was touching at 660k, got a 70 on the weekend, which kind of brings his price up another 12k. 670k, mate, it's not too bad. Yeah, not too bad. I think a lot of people already set um, from those initial buy rounds with running one of those Tigers edges, um, one of your dual position guys. I know a lot of people also brought in Nat Butcher this week. Mm. So I don't know how much interest there would be in Tyson Frizzell, but uh, he was he was really good, wasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I felt like he was breaking a lot more tackles in that game. Mind you, it is the Tigers, so let's um, let's not get carried away with, I guess, the stats that some of these guys are putting up. But I, I thought he was great. Yeah, mate. They've given me back my 12 points. I've finished on 1,000 again, mate. Check your... Oh, they, oh, they gave me back my nine. <laughs> they were just messing with us because they knew we were going on. But and still in second. <laughs> mate, turning to the Saturday games now, Broncos 44 and the, and the Dogs 24. That's the early game, 3 p.m. at Belmore Sports Ground. And now the Doggies, well in the game early on. And then that kind of HIA to Sexton there, B, just pretty much turned a game around. And, mate, the defense in this game from both teams was diabolical. Yeah, it, I think it was all summed up in the uh, try from Xavier Willison, wasn't it? Did you see that? It was fifth tackle, and he's at dummy half, two meters out, grabs it from dummy half, and basically walks over the line and scores. It, I've never seen a try that soft, and that mm-hmm. I, I wanted to turn the TV off, but my wife, being a Broncos fan, made me keep it on. <laughs> You're a good husband, mate. Uh, turn to the doggies players now, mate. Drake, Jake Karaz. Now I know he was on our watch list and he just didn't produce, but last two weeks he has, and he scored a 65, added 30k, so he's going to be around that 440k mark. Now, have we missed the boat on this guy? Uh, I don't think so, to be honest. It, it depends on how much 
how many wing fullbacks everyone's running with now. Yeah. Um, because, again, everyone brought in a whole bunch of wing fullbacks for round 19 because we were all struggling for it. Um, and Karaz was not one of those because he scored an 11 in round 18. Yep. So, which is why I didn't go for him. Um, but, yeah, he, he looked even busier in the centres, didn't he? He still did all of his base stats that he normally generates, which is his tackle breaks and his run meters. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I feel like they were up a little bit. Or oh, 10 tackle breaks. Like, that's massive. Yeah. Do you think he's an outlier? But he was doing that earlier in the year, right? Yeah, exactly. I don't think it's an outlier. I think that is what his fantasy game is built on. He's the, like the long, gangly limbs, awkward running style, hard to tackle, um, and likes to offload. So not many just pure wingers that I like normally in fantasy, but he is one of them. Yeah, mate. Food for thoughts, especially for us that have picked up Ronaldo because he's, he's an absolute disaster at the moment. <laughs> Your mate. Mate, Reed Marnie's another one that's very, very interesting in uh, – to be honest, about an hour ago, we were both going to be trading him in for Tanner Boyd because Reed Martin's in really good form. He's hit three fifties in his last four games, and yeah, he hit another 62 in this one. Nice little setup try for Jacob Preston there to start the game off there, mate. Yeah, there's that, and it's the missed tackles where they've gone so far down. He's used to six to eight missed tackles a game as being a speed hump to stop the guys because our forwards aren't doing their job, but mm. he had two missed tackles in this game with 50 tackles. Um, he's also added an element of kicking meters back into his game, and I don't know if that is because Sexton went off, um, but so- something to think about. I, Yeah, as I said, we were going to look at getting him in, but I think it's a bit too late in the season for it with a buy coming up. I want to give a shout-out to my mate Tom Lennon as well, who was trying to buy Appy Coruscant this week. Okay. And I told him, go read Marnie instead. And he's like, oh, don't know, don't know, don't know. And he went to read, and he basically just sent me a one-word message saying thanks. <laughs> I love it. Now, mate, some other good mid-rangers there. Max King, he had a 46 and a 55. So not too bad for people that brought him. I think he's going to be a nice little 18th, 19th man there as well. The guy I want to talk to you about is Gerald Skelton. How do you say his name? Uh, Skelton. sorry. So he scored a 25 in his 80 minutes, debuting on the wing after he came in last week. It's a real debut in terms of a starting debut this week. But you had a few stats there that a lot of the people in the top, were you saying 100, like, brought him in? Uh, I don't think there was a stat. There was a few people that brought him in in the top 20. 20, okay. Um, and I presume it's just going to be as a cash gen. And I just, I, I did think it was quite bizarre, mainly because it, it felt like a one-week play. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like there was better options there for you to at least have a few more weeks in cert- with certain players. But, you know, some people did it. And I I would not be surprised if he just stays 18th, 19th man for the Dogs uh, moving forward. Yeah, interesting. It'll be interesting to see how Braden Burns' injury is because Kai Ward didn't play in the New South Wales Cup. So, and, you know, when they won against the Bunnies, they actually turned the team over quite a bit. And now that they got pumped by the Broncos, you'd have to expect that probably the same thing is going to happen. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to look into the Ethan Kwai Ward um, injury or what happened because um, he wasn't even in the 22, So, mm. which was bizarre because I, I rated him so highly. So, so did I, mate. Now, um, yeah, I, I think you might even see Alamotti come back if there's an injury to Burns. Um, he, um, You were saying he did really good in the New South Wales Cup game, even though they got pumped in that as well. Yeah, he was top of the stats in that one. Moving across the Broncos, probably the most interesting one here is potential cash downs for a lot of people with Brennan Cura. Now, a lot of people did get on him. Now, he's got a 51. He's got a nice try backing up from Selwyn Cobbo. So, adds 40K here, B. So, he's going to be just under 350K. Is that getting a little bit too expensive for a guy that might be a week-to-week proposition? 
I think it's a bit expensive now, mate. Um, if if he's chucking on forty grand to that, that makes him yeah three fifty. Um, I was spilling because I had him, and then I started talking to Jamie Brown, who convinced me to buy Sandon Smith. So I missed out on the seventeen points there. But hearing all the news with Sam Walker, I'm actually probably not too bad with it because mm. they're going to have about the same um, time in the sun. And um, he, I feel like it was a bit of an outlier game as well because he had line breaks, he had try assists, and he had tries. Yeah. Um, not really his game. The, the base stats I didn't really like too much. So I, I think he might make another 50, 60 grand um, before Jordan Ricky comes back. Yeah, nice. Elsewhere, Herbie got a 38, so not really going after him. There's still another buy to come here as well. So for me, not too much to look at else there from the Broncos. Turning to the 5.30 game, B, and the Cowboys got a nice little win here away from home, 19-8, to and I actually thought that 19-8 to didn't reflect how dominant the Cowboys actually were because it just seemed that Manly just could not get down to their end. Cowboys, and they're going to be – there's some real interesting – guys to go through here and the the first one I want to talk to you about is Valentine Holmes because he had some scintillating runs in this one obviously a top-notch goal kicker mate but he scored a 59 so puts a bit more money on so he's going to be over the 700k opening tomorrow is that a little bit too expensive for Valentine or maybe you got to go next round oh, I, th- I think it's too expensive and I also think a lot of people have already got their centers set um, especially now that Connolly Lemuelu is playing in the back row. Mm. And um, we'll get to that game. But I thought he was really, really good. And and everyone's pretty much running with Joey Manu, plus a backup center of some some sort. So I, I wouldn't be going and breaking the bank to try and get him. Um, but, yeah, he, he is fantastic. Yeah, mate. Who's your backup, Ramian? Ramian, yeah. Yeah, nice. That's, that's really good. Mate, Luciano Leilua. You know, we, we talk, especially for head-to-head players, these guys in these mid-ranges, if you've kind of messed up your cash, a guy like Luciano Leilua in that mid-500Ks could be a handy pickup because you might not be able to generate enough cash to get all the big guns, but this guy can put points on. Yeah, well, he's a historical, almost borderline keeper, wasn't he, a couple of years ago? Mm. Um, playing at the Tigers, averaging 50 to 55, he's capable of it. And you look at those base stats that he had, 35 tackles with 130 metres, there's 48 in your base straight away. Um, not to mention he's throwing a few offloads, busting a few tackles, turnover tackle here or there. Mate, I reckon he could be a 50-point average and you know, definitely 17th, 18th man for someone. Yeah, man. Talk about these mid-500 guys. Ruben Cotter, he loses. So he started from the bench because they managed him again. Loses 42K. So he's going to be, what, 530K opening in another big BE next week. So he could be ripe for the taking after their bye, mate. Yeah, he's, he's juicy. I, I'm... Looking very hard at him in case uh, someone like, um, you know, if I can get a Sandon Smith in three, four weeks to a Reuben Cotter, that's um, no that's not bad, is it? <laughs> Absolutely, mate. They're going to be interesting to see how they settle because Tamulolo is coming from the bench but looking better. There's no doubt over the probably next three weeks or so, they're probably going to settle into that buy and then go for a big push into that run that last three or four weeks. Yeah, how many minutes do you reckon Cotter is going to get moving forward? I think when they're playing full strength, you'd have to say 60 minutes. Yeah, you'd, you'd have to. But I think McLean and uh, Cohen Hess have been doing a pretty good job up the front. And um, yeah, I just, I'd, I'd, I'd like to see a, at least one 60-minute performance before I jumped on him. Yeah, I think that's a good indicator for sure. Because you want to see that like return to normality because you haven't seen it for ages from Ruben Cotter. Exactly. Apart from that, not a lot more to talk about. What would you be doing with Reese Robson if you're a holder, especially going into a buy? Would you just kind of hold him till then? Oh, no, I'd be jumping off, to be honest. 
Um, he just hasn't had the scores lately, has he? No, it hasn't. It's been and hooker has been a really hard position this year because, like two years ago, we were, we've, we've talked about this. We were all jumping on. You'd have a Cook, a Grant, someone like a Robson who'd just be making tackles in the middle for fun. Yep. But now it's it's literally Grant or bust. I feel. Yep. He's got thirty eight, thirty six, and forty four. When you think yeah. Brendan's Brendan Hand scored sixty today, so I think it's sixty. Jesus Christ. Jesus. So yeah. I'm tunning up with Brennan Hans, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, over to the Eagles. Now, probably the uh, – it was DCE versus Munster, but realistically, they they pretty much scored like for like, so you can't be disappointed with either. Ruben Garrick scored a 45, and he's – you know, it was – you saw that elbow from Cohen Heston, you. Like, he was, for me, he was lucky to come back on the field. It looked big. Yeah, Big nasty gash on his cheek, wasn't it? Absolutely. So he loses 4K, so he stops the kind of price rise of 680K. Now, if he gets that centre jewel, I'll be very keen to probably get him in, mate. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people are going to be. Um, and and if you get if you're getting him in, you've got that you've got backup for centre and wing fullback with him and Joey Manu in the dual position. So mm. um, you can then, if you have a backup centre like a Ramian or Tomoka or something like that. You can actually upgrade those guys to someone like a Cam Murray if you've got the 100 grand in the bank. Yeah, I think so too, mate. But apart from that, just looking across the field, Homale, probably another disappointing one there at 42. And a lot of people brought him in. But I think he's, you know, how he got like an A level with Fafita and then a B level with Bateman, Papalihi, and Nikara, and then also Hopgood. I actually have him more kind of like that just underneath that. Yeah. I, I agree because there's no form of consistency in his scores. Um, it was missed tackles that killed him in this game. He had he had ten demerits in just that, plus a couple of errors. Um, so yeah, it's a bit risky. But he is. What's he priced at? Is he like six hundred? Yeah, he is. He's in that mid six hundred case at the moment. So not too bad if you think that he can hit a little he's, bit more form. He's six hundred and twenty k. So yeah. that's that's a about a forty three average um, price point you're looking at. So he's if you know what he scored is pretty much what he's priced at. But if you think he can go fifties, then you know, you might get a small bargain there, but I don't think it's, it's not know, worth it this time. Shopping yeah. for a bargain at this time of the season. I don't think so, mate. Dean Madison, interesting to see him come on. He definitely doesn't do his buys and tries like his brother does. No, no, he, he was good though. I was pretty I happy for him. him to go over. You could just see how much he, how happy he was, and I actually think Ola Kawatu could have scored that try, but I think he just gave the the simple pass that this guy could score on debut. Yeah, I think so. It's uh, yeah. He's got enough competition with his brother's guns to... <laughs> Mate, Lockie Croak is an interesting one. He said back-to-back 60s, you know. Oh, jeez. Yeah, again, he's never fantasy relevant, though, is he? Well, you don't really want him in your app, you... right? No, you don't, mate, because the ne- the, as soon as you bring him in, he's scoring a 35 on you, so... Yeah. Not for me. Moving to the last game on the Saturday, and we went out to this one. Big shout-out to everyone that came out to the event at the SCG, which was great to meet some of the punters and have a bit of a yarn, laugh and drink with them. Storm 30, the Roosters 16. Now, Harry Grant scored a 62 in this one, but he did have a try and a try assist. And again, this is what he does good, right? Especially that try for Jerome Hughes. But there's no doubt that he was probably a little bit fatigued from origin. He had those five missed tackles in there to kind of kill his kind of scoring a touch, mate. Yeah, I couldn't believe how he didn't score in that first few minutes where uh, Turpin and uh, Sandon Smith held him up. Mm. I, I, I just I couldn't understand how physics worked to actually hold him up, but they did fantastic on that. Um, so, yeah, Harry Grant, he is the must-owned hooker, isn't he? And um, I was doing some analysis on the top 20, and there was I think there was only like four or five of us who had Harry Grant. Um, by the end of the round, I think there was 18 of the top 20 who had him. Yeah. 
He was he was so heavily brought in, mate. It's in- for good reason. It's interesting to see how much ruck speed Nelson generates for him. Like that try that he scored was off Nelson swatting like three people the the ruck before that. Yeah, he got if he can get such a big uh, fast play the ball for such a big guy sometimes, eh? Yeah, what do we think of Nelson, mate? Nakatoa's probably a couple of weeks away. What do, what do you think his oh, best position is? I do think they'll run him on the bench or at least as a starting prop, but not as big a minutes as what he's been playing. Um, we've chatted about this before, that he's, a, he's got a 60-minute engine and pretty much that's it. And that's exactly what he played in this game. Mm. Um, so I do think Bellamy would prefer his edges to be 80 minutes. So when Ali Katoa comes back, I think Nelson just fits in that prop rotation. Yeah, I'm actually thinking Nelson to Cam Murray. What do you think of that trade? Oh, um, nearly... I'll drop the F-bomb there. Uh, I love it. Um, yeah, Cam Murray's going to have a good end of the year. And, yeah, he's got one more buy left. But if you've got no Rabbitohs, you can easily cover that. Yeah. My thoughts are that just the two games before Origin 3, I thought he played very well. Origin 3, I thought he was scintillating. And I just think back end of the season, the Rabbitohs going to run him big minutes again. At least I know that Cam Murray's out there for big minutes. Like, Nelson, because of his – I was just watching him really closely – and he's just always gassed, like always. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, a, it's a long way to stand up when you're six foot 100. Yeah, mate, that's for sure. Now, Nick Meany, mate, he scored another 44. He's probably not a keeper moving forward. He's just one of those guys plugging a hole for me, I think, if you've got him. Yeah, and with the news that we've seen with Pappenhausen potentially coming back at some stage this season, um, I, I wouldn't be going out and buying him, but... At the same token, you're not selling him until that happens, I don't think. Yeah, mate. Money Munster. Now, still relatively cheap. Like, if you could fit him in your 17, I probably would. Yeah, depending how many halves you've got, because a lot of people are running already with Hines, Johnson, um, and then probably a Tanner Boyd who's backing it up with a, you know, like a Sanders. One of these two, yeah. How many many are you thinking? Four? Oh, God. Well, I've got four because I brought in Cleary. Um, but Cleary, I think, is going to be the player who everyone is going to be targeting when they've already got Johnson and Hines. So, yep. um, you know, kind of there's so much higher floor and ceiling with Cleary. But, you know, Mun- Munster's so exciting. I, I love watching that guy play. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like he didn't even do- look like he was doing that much in this game. And he, he pumped out a 58, where I watched Cherry Evans look like he was doing everything and got a 54. He's just a moments player, eh? Like, when he yeah. does something, like, it just is just such a big moment, I feel, with Cameron Munster. Yeah, he's so good. I, he's one of my favourite players in the league, to be honest. Yeah, same, mate. Now, turning over to the Roosters, interesting. Mate, Victor Radley's been, you know, on that second row on the edge, but I just don't trust that that's going to continue if anyone was trying to, like, bring him in. But, mate, Cheese, Cheese... He, I think he may be the worst signing in the Roosters' history. He's not having a good season. No, and especially for how much they paid for him as well. Whether like eight hundred grand, yeah, something. Um, and at best, I, I think I think Turpin's better than him in the middle. There, it, it shores up the defence in there. Yeah, and people know what he's going to do when he's playing hooker. He's literally just going to try those burrow runs, and teams are aware of it. So. I also think they've got Connor Watson to come back as well, who's basically the same player. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Bruce has, yeah, dropped the ball on this one, I think. Mate, you brought that guy in, Sandham Smith, and, you know, he's got a 34 and 80 minutes here. And, mate, it just seems, mate, Sam Walker's been coming back every week for the last six weeks. He's kind of growing into this role. What are we, what are we thinking that Sam Walker comes back through a reserve grade? Well, that's what I think, and that's why I 
when I thought about it after chatting with a couple of people, I thought he might be a bit of a better option than Piakura. He had the lower break even. He was priced about 20 grand more. Mm. So I was going to make a little bit more money um, if bringing him in. Um, but yeah, Sam, well, Trent Robinson came out and said, we don't know when he's coming back. We don't want to mess around with the ACLs. So surely they're not just going to chuck him back into first grade and say, you're our savior to try and get us back in the eight. Um, Cause they're in the bottom four now. So I think I think Santa Smith's got a good job security for at least another three weeks. Yeah, I think so too, man. You're going to make some good money out of him. And him and Kiri starting to combine pretty well. That Butcher was a little bit disappointing in this one, mate. Only got a 36. So he had three missed tackles, but just didn't really see much more. We only had 57 metres gain, which was really unusual for him. Yeah, it was the run metres that got to me because he's normally 100 to 120 run metres. And if he does that, he's he's scoring you in the 50s again. Yeah, so um, just- I know he he was heavily targeted as well by a lot of teams, um, and I think it's because of that dual position. Um, so it's an outlier game. I I'd still trust him to be honest. Um, not at his price point, but if you've got him, you still be holding him. Yeah, I don't mind that one at all. Joey Marnie playing fullback. He got a 49. Was kind of some junk points because he did put that try assist on there at the end there for Daniel Tupo there, mate. Yeah, but everyone's got him at the end of the day, um, except for my brother, which is hilarious. What the hell? What are you doing, Jace? He, he bought Gagai instead. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? All right, turning into Sunday, not a great day for me to start. The Warriors spanking my Sharkies 44-12. to 12 And B, Warriors were ultra impressive because for the first kind of like 18 to 20 minutes, the Sharks actually had the run of play and were actually looking very, very good. Then the Warriors turned the clock, and before halftime, the game was literally over. Mate, SJ, he was scintillating in this one. And like, Toru Harris hardly played in this game because of the flu, but right across the park, Adam Fanua Blake, mate, he'd be close to the best prop in the league right now. Yeah, he's so good. I, I feel like with fantasy, it's um sometimes with our analysis, we're a year too early or two years too early because mm. we're always calling for AFB, and then all of a sudden, he's just chucking in 45s. Now he's averaging about, what? 59, 60, something like that. Um, he was unreal. Um, like he's just, you know, 180 meters, 24 tackles, busting a few tackles, obviously got the got the media as well. Um, yeah, he, he was unreal. It's also the minutes that I'm liking that he's getting because before he was used to be like a 50 to 53-minute player. Um and this might be an outlier game because of Tohu, but yeah, he pumped out 65 minutes as well. Yeah, mate. Another guy that I want to pick your brain on is, you know, we're talking about maybe being a, a year too early, mate. Rocco Berry had a career <laughs> game on the weekend. I knew you'd bring him up. Wow, mate. Like some of the <laughs> some of the moves that he was putting on the Sharkies, mate, Sif had no idea what he was doing. Now, Rocco Berry puts on, what, 30, about 40K there. So he's going to be around that 390. Had seven tackle breaks in this one and just looked like a guy that played like 200 games. What are your thoughts on him? Yeah, uh, he, he was great. It was it was really interesting to watch it and, um, him just burn Talakai but down that left side or their right side. Um, I don't think he's a player you bring in. I mm. think there's much better options out there for consistency uh, in that price range, like a Jake Avarillos or someone who can offer something else, like a dual position. Yep. But um, no, he was super entertaining to watch. He was in everything. Mate, what are we thinking of Chan? Chan scored a try for his 39. He had some good moments. Again, 198 metres gain. So he's, he's still got his base up there. Had a try assist as well. It was an interesting game for him. And, of course, they have one more game next week against the Raiders before they go into a bye. Yeah, I'd be. he'd be one you'd watch. I sold him this week um, in my risky move. But I, th- I think he's a wait and see. 
um, similar to like what we were talking about with Jareem Buller, unless you are upgrading to guns. Um, I, he doesn't lose that much cash, only loses, what, 13K. So that's not too bad. You can cop that and then see see what happens in round 21. And yeah. then if you want to move him on for someone else in 22, um, could be an avenue that way. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's a very smart play just to wait until the buyer reevaluate in that. What are we thinking, Tohu Harris? Another one that you just kind of hold for another week and then reevaluate in that buy? Well, you have to. Like Again, that's an outlier like, game. He's normally playing 70 to 80 minutes, and when do you ever see him play 36 minutes? Mm. Um, he also nearly put up a one PPM in that game as well. So, I um, yeah, I wouldn't be panicking on Tohu. Um, I didn't know he had the flu. I thought he was just injured again because the more he keeps on going out, the more he keeps getting strapped up. But <laughs> if, it's, if it's the flu, you know, you'll get over that, and then, yeah, give him another week. Mate, Sean Johnson, he scored an 82. Average of, what, 64 now. Even with the buy, I think that he's a hold for the rest of the season. The Warriors haven't even hit their, like, easy part of the season yet. Like, the last five games for them is incredible. Well, and that's why I originally brought in Chance as well, is because of that draw. Because they've got the five easy games after their buy, plus the two games that they had that were harder were in New Zealand. So it's it's like the, the NRL asked them, what kind of draw do you want at the end? Mm. Um, so yeah, he's, he's, I'm so happy that he's like wound back the clock and he's happy and he's playing the way he does. Cause he's just so exciting to watch. Yeah, I totally agree, mate. So I think we're a hold on him, even for mate, he's hitting SJ numbers, right? So that's the thing. Like I, I don't think you need to be to not SJ numbers, chin numbers. Sorry. Yeah. So I don't think you need to be rushing out to get chin. Chin's going to have a huge break even next week. Cleary actually dudded us by not playing Cleary this week because essentially, like, the longer we have to wait for him to come back, the worse, I guess, for everyone. Yeah, exactly. But at the same token, I think a lot of people have got a lot of money in the bank ready for him. Um, so it just depends on the timing of when you bring him in and who you're bringing him in for. Um, you know, he, he's got a 100 break even. He's playing the dogs next week. He'll probably get that, to be honest. Yeah, mate. 20- and, I, and I'd rather have the 100 points than, you know, the, oh, he broke even. Yeah, mate, turning to the Sharkies now, things did not go right after the 20th minute, but, mate, Nico Hines' sin bin today was ridiculous. Him putting his hand into the play of the ball, I had no idea what he was thinking. Mate, funny enough, I actually didn't watch the last five minutes of this. I um, I was over it, and I, I chucked it on the, <laughs> the four o'clock game to see what was happening with Cleary. So when I, when I heard in the group chat, oh, Nico, what are you doing? You're an idiot. I, I, I was literally in the dark, so until right then, so... Oh. Ridiculous, like silly, silly fella. One guy that can keep his head up was Britton Nicora. Now, Nicora, sorry. He had a try, and I know you don't like the junk tries, mate, but he still hit another 66, but his base was relatively good in this one. 44 tackles, four tackle breaks, and 94 metres gain. So I think he's a massive hold into the back end. Yeah, I like junk tries just on players that I own. But when, when every other pe- person has Britton Nicora and I don't, and I watch that happen, it just makes my blood boil a little bit. Mate, an interesting way the Sharks are attacking at the moment, they're going a hell of a lot more right, and the guy that's touching the ball a hell of a lot more is Jesse Ramian. So he had six tackle breaks, was kind of back to kind of what he was doing over the last two years. And then obviously on the other side, Ronaldo Molotalo, he's had another 11 game because the game, the ball's literally just not getting, getting out to him. Yeah, I saw um, Jesse Ramian was defending in the middle there for a little bit today, which was a bit strange. Oh, no, it was, it was just he just got caught out. He, oh, he yeah, yeah, game, he just couldn't yeah. get back to the right. And on time, yeah. Yep. Okay, that's fair enough. Because his run meters are also down a little bit as well. Used to seeing him hit about that 150, but he only got 95 in this game. Mm. But um, again, you can't get run meters when you're standing behind the posts watching the other team kick goals. 
But, but yeah, it's, it's literally only in the last two weeks that we've seen it because we saw that other game where Talakai got a, a 68, everything was going left. Um, and I, I wonder if they're just going to continue to go right now because of the injury to Teague Wilton as well. Mm. Well, it'd be interesting. What are we thinking? Wade Graham's probably the most like-for-like with Teague, you'd think. But, mate, he's talking about the right side. A guy that's played pretty well over the last few year, few weeks has been Sione Katoa. So he's actually under 400k at the moment. So he adds 30. He'll be about 420k. But interesting, if you do trust that the Sharks are going to be going right, he scored a 53 and 50 the last two games. But I don't recommend stacking too far onto the Sharkies, man. No, and again, not for, not for just wingers who don't goal kick or have the, the fantasy-relevant game where they rely on the tries. Um, this was a good game. He got 50 with no tries. Um, but 13 tackle breaks, not really sustainable to me. So I, I wouldn't be chasing him. Yeah, mate, the um, greatest no-try of all time, Tommy Hazelton. Oh, poor fella. I know, he did oh. so well, mate, and he was streaking away from him. How fast is the big fella? Oh, to be fair, his strides are about five metres each. <laughs> so. That is true, that is true. Mate, Teague Wilton, now unfortunately, you know, he might have an ACL injury here, we'll wait for confirmation of that, but he only scored 11 because he only got out, what, 16 minutes in this one, so he drops, what, 30K, so he's under... 600k so it's kind of that awkward price but lucky that there is a, a lot of mid-rangers that you can kind of turn to you know we've talked about the likes of Reed Marnie, Kingy, uh, Luciano Leilua so there's, there's still plenty of f- food for thoughts because he's 3.8% owned here mate. Yeah exactly right there's there's plenty of mid-rangers that you can go um, but yeah he'll definitely be a sell next week I can't see that being a, a very quick recovery on that injury. Yeah, we'll track that one closely moving forward. I think that will be it for that game. Moving to the Finns and the Panthers now. The Panthers 24, the Dolphins 14. The Dolphins were actually up in this game before the Panthers came back, mate. But looking at the Panthers, mate, Isaac Tungo, that's, mate, he's had two tries and two tries. He switched to the right centre today. And absolutely, even someone like Hammer was just struggling with him. But, mate, what's your thoughts here? Is he now too expensive? He's going to be. Um, he that try that he scored where he's at a standstill and just basically fended off two blokes at a standstill and scored. I've never seen that done from just a center on a standstill. That was unreal strength. So I, th- I think you missed the boat now, and especially what we know what his stats are pretty much like when Cleary returns, that he has a bit of that scoring regression. Um, I think there's going to be better options, especially if Garrick gets your DPP. Garrick will actually be cheaper. Yeah, I think the sample's a bit weird too because he's had four yeah. games where he scored huge, and two have been on the left, two have been on the right, so no real consistency in terms of that that kind of sample size. Mate, moving on to Scott Sorensen, Scotty's done really, really well for coaches over this kind of last, last six or seven weeks. What are we thinking with him? Because he scored another 51. For me, there's no real reason to be trading him out. No, it's, it's the golden rule of 50 at the end of the day. If that's what they're averaging and that's what they're scoring and that's what they're priced at, you don't get rid of them until you actually need to or if there's a clear option to go to someone who's a 60 scorer, mm. um, especially with that dual position as well. He's obviously in favor with the Panthers more for that yep. um, than like your Zach Hoskins. And I think he's probably going to be a bigger minute forward than Liam Martin as well on the edge. Um, so, yeah, no reason to sell him just yet. Mate, James Fisher-Harris, I got rid of this week because he was kind of my 19th man. Now, you hold on to him as an 18th man. Are you going to continue? Yeah, 100%, mate. I um, It's to... If he's an 18th man, 
he's at least a reliable person to break glass in case of emergency to jump up into your scoring. You know he's going to get you that 40 to 50. Mm. Um, yeah, he only got a 41 in this game, but he only also played 46 minutes. So his minutes are a little bit down, um, but I do like his PPM in general. So it was actually really strange that he didn't get more minutes with all the guys that were resting. I um I found that to be quite strange. Yeah, same, mate. The other guy I want to talk to you about was Dylan Edwards. Now, a few people bringing him in this week. Got a 32. Had a couple of nice kicks for goal, actually, to finish the game in this one. So we never knew that Dylan Edwards could actually kick two from two in his whole career, and they're both from the sidelines. But, mate, he's now at an average of 49.9. He actually loses 30K in this one, mate. So he's going to be at, what, 585K. But we do know what his scoring does move back to when the chin returns, mate. Yeah, correct. He, he's someone you could probably target if you needed a wing fullback. Um, it's it's not for me right now because if I'm spending that five to six hundred grand, I want someone who's got consistency. And winger fullbacks and centers do not have consistency this year. So if you needed to plug a hole there, I think he'd be one of the first that you'd pick because he still has one of the highest averages. But um, yeah, without and he's also got no buys as well. So I, I think when Cleary comes back, he's going to be so much better. But only if you need that position. Yeah, it's, I think it's a good chance next week to have a little look because then you can make a decision if Chance might be the guy that you straight swap. I think their price is going to be very, very similar. Then you get Edwards another week. You get to see if his form returns attacking-wise with Chin, and then you can make yeah. a decision there in round 22. There's going to be about a 50 grand difference So um, as of next week, um, but I think um, Dylan Edwards will have a higher break-even than Chance. So. Yeah. But yeah, if you save 50K, then that's a, that's a fantastic upgrade, I think. Food for thoughts. Now, moving to the Finns, mate. Are you surprised they played the big fella, Val Meninga, on the wing? He looked totally out of place there, mate. He, he didn't look great, did he? Um, was there any reason why Tessie New got dropped? Was it just is it injury or we don't know? I think he was just – I think he was fine. Oh, God. He just – he had no pace. He was just caught out defensively. He was already getting caught out defensively as a center. Mm. And, and then you got to make different decisions on the wing, and you just – he got burned. I um, Yeah, I always thought he was trappy, and that's why I never bought him. But um, unfortunately, he sucked a lot of coaches in, didn't he? Absolutely, mate. Another guy that didn't suck coaches in, but seems to be a nice little cash down for a lot of people. Harrison Graham, starting hooker. Now, you did that yourself. Now, he scored a 49 in his 57 minutes. Got through a hell of a lot of defense there, mate. But I guess with the Finns having a bye next week, we're probably going to know kind of what he's going to be like the week after that. Yeah, exactly right. And I think a lot of people were bringing him into that cash down thought of um, potentially Jeremy Marshall King not coming back being a worse shoulder injury than the Finns are actually letting on. Mm. Um, so it was a pretty calculated risk from a lot of coaches, I think. But... I just thought his his defense was unreal. Was it th- fifty tackles, two misses for a rookie? Like, mate, and he what did he score forty nine? He's going to make fifty grand. Yep, I think that round twenty, round twenty two, we're going to know if if he's if Jerry Marshall King's still not on the the team sheet. I think you can pretty much scratch him for the season because he, that would be three weeks out, pretty much. You'd have to think so, and I don't think they're going to make the eight now. So, are they? Will they run some of these younger guys to get the reps in their legs so they know what more consistent first grade is like? Mm. I, I think there's a potential for that. But um, yeah, Do, I, I thought they yeah. just looked they looked solid in the middle, and they went with Penrith for the like that seventy odd minutes. Given the significance of the injury, I think they might run him off the bench at least. Yeah, I, in that case, I think uh, Harrison Graham will average you like a thirty thirty five. Mm. But you still got to take that from a, a 270 grand player. 
Mate, moving on to Connolly Lemuelu. Now, he scored a 59. Scored a nice little try from his nice little rubber kick. But you know, I think it was just the way he started the game, B. Like, his first touch, he had three tackle breaks and a line break. And I just thought that set the intention for what he wanted to do out there. Yeah, I think he's trying to win his spot back a little bit because people were, were doubting it. Um, and, like, when he was coming off the bench, I don't think it sat well with him. Um, so it might have lit a fire up. And then he got the opportunity, obviously, with Kafusi out last week. So I, I think he's winning back a lot of coaches' love, especially Wayne Bennett's. Mate, he's at 521K, so he adds 10K. Is he now a buy? 100%. If he's, if he's starting back rower, he is, he is your buy at centre if you don't have him. I mean, he's so heavily owned anyway. Yep. How, how many? I don't even know what the ownership is. He's at 15% at the moment, mate, which means before yeah, this round was what a lot of people sold him back out. Still- yeah, but he's he's 58% in the top 5,000. So there's still a lot of people out there who've got him, and then some people just jumped off him. So um, to, to put it in perspective, 73% of the top 100 own him. So a lot of the top coaches do see the value in him, and I think that everyone else should be jumping on if you have jumped off. I might buy him back, mate. He seems, still seems at a very good price for a guy that, you know, hitting some good numbers again. So If you, if you need a centre, mate. And, and his jewel as well, so you can pl- plug in the edges if you're struggling to fill that spot as well. Yeah, you absolutely can, man. So apart from that, not a lot more to talk about on the Dolphins' side. So let's move to the last game. And the Eels 25, the Titans 24. Now, very interesting, those sin bins for Sevo and then Ryan Campbell-Gillard. I did think the referee got them both right, though, man. Yeah, it's, um, the slow-mo didn't really help Micah, did it? Um, with all the all the sweat jump, um, falling off old mate's head. Um, and then Regan Campbell-Gillard, what, what, what did the Fox commentator say? It looked like he belonged to the Premier League with a slide tackle. Mate, his was bad. I reckon he could be he could be looking at three or four weeks on that one. He's going he's gonna to be in trouble for that, I reckon. It, there was no way that was not intentional. It was, either that or it was just careless and lazy. Yeah. I think so, mate. A bit of trouble. Now, mates, Eels. Now, Hopgood, he started slow, but then came worked his way back into the game to hit a nice little 53 there. Mate, Brendan Hans was a standout. He got a 60. Not only was he defending well, but just these little attacking plays just here and there. Put a nice little tri-assist on there for that crash ball for Ryan Campbell-Gillard to get them started. Yeah, I, I think actually Regan Campbell-Gillard was lucky to catch that because that was actually behind his head. Um, but but still got it, and still, so still gets the seven points for the try assist and the line break assist. But yeah, he he was unreal. He's he's offering so much more than Josh Hodgson was. Like mm. I, I still I still don't understand why they've re-signed Josh Hodgson, um, unless it's to mentor this bloke for the next yeah. year. Uh, but yeah, he was he was quality. He's dual position. He's going to make another fifty grand. I think he's going to be out of coach's reach now. Um, and I also would not be bringing in any Parramatta players unless you're a head to head player. Um, but yeah, I, I thought I thought he was great. I thought he gave him direction on on the field. Um, solid in defence. Is it forty eight tackles, three misses? Again, yep. we talked about Harrison Graham making that many tackles with minimal errors. Brendan Hands is a rookie as well, doing the exact same thing. Mate, with this, you know, you mentioned that a lot of people have a lot of Parramatta players anywhere between two to four. If you've got anything over two, and you've got three and four, would you kind of make a priority over this next few weeks to potentially move them? Uh, not the next few weeks. It's just a, it's a case of timing. I think if you're if you're running with three or four, um, you just wait until they peak in a price. And if you think there's going to be a down downgrade of their scores, then that's the person that you jump off first. Um, example for that would be like a Bailey Simonson, who mm. a lot of people brought in uh, for that round nine, eighteen, nineteen, 
20 period for the wing fullback centers. Yep. He just scored a 23. So he's going to lose seven grand, but his break even is going to be so much higher. So that might be a person that you jump off. But like right now, you're not going to jump off a Gutherson. You're not going to jump off a Hopgood, a, a Cartwright, a Mitch Moses, Madison, Panasini, any of those fantasy relevant guys until they start losing more money. Yeah, I think you're 100% right now. Moving to the Titans now. Tanner Boyd hit 51 to save Grace there, mate. So he can he can stay in for another week. Probably wanted to have a look at Tino and Dave Fafita because Tino got managed this one coming from the bench. Only scored a 41. But Dave Fafita a little bit interesting there. Didn't really look himself. Had seven tackle breaks but had five missed tackles in this one, mate. So only scored a 43. Yeah, I think Origin affected him for this one. Um, obviously, a dead rubber, but he, he didn't also play very much and was managing that lower back issue. So I think that might have had a, a, something to play in this game. Um, and I know he was also, apart from Harry Grant, he was one of the most brought-in players this week. So, um, you know, at least he's going to start losing money and I might buy him finally. Mate, he'll be at 830K. Should see a massive break even next week as well. So... Interesting food for thoughts. Maybe let him go another couple of weeks because him scoring a 43 versus, you know, the other edges all scored very, very well. All out beat him by like 20 points this week. Yeah, exactly right. And you also got to think a lot of people were trading out Jareen Buller for him. who Buller scored a 69 and <laughs> there's a 26-point regression that you've actually had from bringing in a gun. But those, those happen and it's calculated moves. Everyone thought Buller was maybe only going to get a 30. Goes for a double, scores a 70. So how, how are you going to ever pick that? And how are you going to pick for feeder and he scores a 43? So mate, it's, just, it's just the way the cookie crumbles, I guess. Yeah, mate. Tino, he lost 10K in this one with 41. So he's at 800 and what? 830K. So very like for like in terms of their price. Who are we preferencing here? For me, it's Dave Fafita. I think he's just got a little bit more in his game and he's out there for 80 minutes. Dave Fafita every day of the week. Every, everyone knows who our gun mids are going to be, which is your Payne Haas, your Jabalans, and your Horsburghs mm. with a Hopgood on the bench pretty much. That's what everyone should be running with. Is Tino going to be worth the risk being more expensive than those guys? I think Tino gets benefited from a lot of, again, junk tries in the last minute here and there or junk points for whatever reason. So I, I think it's I think it's a bit of an anomaly of what his scores are actually like. So he's definitely not for me. Fafida is definitely one that everyone's targeting. Everyone's been targeting him since round sixteen. So I don't think anything changes there. Mate, another guy backing up from Origin, Mo Fodawaker. Now he hit another fifty, so he's doing this for fun, mate. I actually like him as a nice little pod play, mate. Especially if you want to, if you've. If you've got that money and you need a like for like, especially coming in next week for Tohu Harris, I actually think he's a nice little play, especially with the Titans not having any buyers to finish the season. Yeah, I still think there's a couple of players above him um, around those price points, mainly like a Cam Murray. Okay. Um, I just I I I don't I I don't know what it is that I don't see in Fodawaker because all the all the metrics and everything point to me that he's going to be a safe buy. You buy him at a 50-point price point, he will get you 50, and it's as simple as that. And if that's what you want with someone with no buys coming up, then he could be your guy. I just think there's a bit more upside in some other guys. Um, or take the sacrifice of five points and save yourself 160 grand and go to a Max King. Yep. Absolutely. All right, B, that was it for round 20. Another good one in the books. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm actually away... This week, we're rotating a little bit. So, Paddy's going to be hosting with Andy and Corbs on Tuesday. We've got plenty of just the normal shows. Wacky Wednesday will be back. Live Q&A will be back. 
So stay tuned for that. But B, have a great week, mate. We better get a bed. We're both well past our bedtimes, <laughs> mate. Too easy, mate. Thanks for having us again. Absolutely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, hope you had a really good round. Stay safe, and we'll check you again on Tuesday.